This is Leisha Holmes, and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media. And I am so excited to welcome to our channels today somebody that I've known from the break of dawn, basically. This is <laughs> Brian Johnson, who is the MD of Forward Roll. How are you today, Brian? Very well, thank you, Leisha. I'm great. Oh, well, it's so lovely to see you here. And obviously, you and I have known each other a very long time. I'm familiar with what Forward Roll do. But for those who are not yet aware of what the business does, do you want to give us an introduction? Yeah, we're a uh, marketing, digital and technology recruitment business, um, partnering with our um, customers, both the client side of things and the um, candidate side. And we've been around for uh, quite a few years now based in Manchester and working across the whole of the UK. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, based in the heart of Manchester, the most beautiful offices, absolutely gorgeous, truly uh, an aspiring place to work. And uh, it's been uh, lovely getting to know you as much as I got to know Steve, obviously, who originally started the business. So one of the things I think that unites us on values, Brian, is that we have quite a holistic approach to recruitment. And, you know, we both try and repel the notion that recruiters are just these job fillers that just transactional, just broaden out that what you mean by that because I think it's something that you've really tried to set your business apart with compared to other recruitment companies yeah I think um for me and Steve with the way we run the business we 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 want to set out a very clear ideal about what recruitment can look like a really clear message around quality and then everything is underpinned by that And therefore, if you've got a very clear idea that quality is the way you're going to transact on a day to day basis with everybody you're dealing with, it's a really easy message to follow. So as a business, we have a vision to be the best recruitment business in our space. And as soon as you throw the word best in there, not good or great or anything, but the best, then you have to look at everything from that viewpoint. So you have to have the best recruitment um, processes, you have to have the best people, the best technology, the best website marketing, it it gets rid of any gray areas. And what that means for us is that we have come up with a set of values as a business, which the, the whole team came up with, not just me and Steve, they came up with things that were really important to them that aligned to this vision. We all know what that vision is. Every single person in the business knows what our three-year plan is. They know what our six-year plan is. And they all know what their part in that journey looks like and what success looks like for the business, but also for them individually. And then when you have these values, which are communicated on a daily basis, and they're not just, we don't pay lip service to them. They're underpinned by behaviours. And the behaviours are, again, Uh, clear for everybody in the business to see and those behaviors are um, incredibly important for somebody's journey within the business so pay rises promotions what high performance looks like it's not just a revenue number it's not just an activity um, thing it's it's around professional behaviors that we show on a day-to-day basis And because we have this mission, we've got a vision, we've got the values, we've got the behaviours, everything is aligning um, behind these two things. A quality approach to what we do, a long-term approach to everything that we do, um, trying to be the best that we can be in everything that we do on a day-to-day basis. And then when you pull all, all of this together, what you have then is 
um, the capability internally of a team that are passionate about what we're trying to do, yeah. passionate about their own personal growth and development, and they're not just doing the same thing day in, day out. We're all around um, that long-term approach, both individually um, as a business, but externally what that means is our approach to our clients, to, to our candidates is to try and be better than anybody else, to try and build longer term relationships, to try and embed ourselves much more closely with our clients, um, dive much deeper with our, our candidate networks. Um, so every single person in our business works a particular skill set, not a not a vertical market, not a, not a particular area of, of industry or commerce, but a skill set. And what that means is that they are completely embedded in that network. So if, if, if it's PPC, for example, we have a couple of people, one person who just deals with PPC all day, all, all day, every day, and somebody who's on maybe software engineering.net, that's all they do all day, every day. And they're the only people that they speak to and they speak their language and it becomes incredibly important for them. And I think we then align closely what our candidates and what our clients need. Like I said, it's a holistic approach and it sounds very grand, mm. but you can actually tie everything together. Yeah. That absolutely everything that we're looking at, our marketing, our brand values, our tone of voice, everything is aligned to what Forward World is about. And like you said, Steve set up the business quite a long time ago now and we've built a reputation, I hope, that is around quality and it is about relationships. And that is, again, it's underpinned by all the work that we do internally to make sure that the guys have got all the support they need and they understand their position and their value in the business and how that translates externally. I think, I mean, everything that you've, you've just said there is, you know, I absolutely applaud that, you know, I, I've known Steve since he was a per, one person hiring a desk in Bolton opposite Warburton. So that's how long I've known Steve. There's two, two observations from obviously knowing you as long as I have and partnering the business, but also listening to what you've just explained there. Two things, one, authenticity because you can say holistic approach but actually you all have to be authentic to yourselves you're creating an authentic culture internally but also externally for your customer and then side by that is that you've created matter experts subject matter experts in those areas so that from their personal brand whether it's the ppc recruiter that you've got or the one doing software development or whether it's python or whatever it might be yeah. the people in their markets and communities know that they can go and trust that person, whether it's just benchmarking their own salary, whether it's a you know the leader saying what should we be paying, what how we're going to attract people if it's skills short, how we're going to do more diversity and inclusion, which I know we're going to come on to. So I think it's, it, I think the evolution of recruiter, you know, to keep up with that evolution, you know, we can get all really complicated with it, or we can just listen to what Brian's saying, in that just be authentic. And actually, do what's right for your internal and external customer. So I think it's. I think that. I think that thing. What you just said. Do it. Do what's right. And I think mm. internally, it's about. Um, I always say that my job is to hire the best people, give them the best tools to do their job, including training and development and all the other things that we need to be successful nowadays, and get out of their way. Yeah. And Absolutely. my job is to make people do everything I can to make them famous and then do everything I can to keep hold of them because yeah. there's two things like make them the best people that they can be in the market and do everything I can to keep hold of them yeah absolutely it's you know integrity is everything isn't it and 
you know, it gets, oh, it's one of the most overused words in recruitment. And what does it actually mean? It's what Brian's just said and what I just said earlier as well. You know, do the right thing. But do the right thing by everybody. And actually having the bravery to do that and not worrying about, you know, it might mean you might not get placed that candidate or, you know, that person might want to move on and do something internal, whatever it might be, but do the right thing by those people. So I think, yeah, I absolutely champion a holistic approach. And I think as recruitment as an industry clearly has, you know, come on in leaps and bounds since COVID. It's, we've, we've, we've all used it to our advantage, I'd like to think. Let's not forget that we are, you know, a people-led service industry and it should be more holistic. It's all about that human interaction. So thanks for that. So as we record this now, Brian, we are in May 2021. And we have obviously all experienced a drastic change in the sector and the industry. And in terms of transforming COVID, I think one of the things that we're going to talk about is how sort of the impact of what we do as recruiters will affect our external customer base. So where do you see our role as recruiters in terms of what we can do for our external customers? We interrupt this episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to bring you a message from our wonderful sponsors over at Hoxo Media. Now, recruitment agencies invest heavily in LinkedIn licenses because ultimately it's where we're all at. Given that we spend an average one to two hours a day on our phones, the rest of the time is spent scrolling through LinkedIn, looking for unicorn candidates and target clients. Now, if we look at the recruitment training programs that are available, they tend to be focused around outbound phone sales and leadership skills. So how do you, our listener, maximize the huge investment of time and money that is spent on LinkedIn? Well, this is where Hoxo Media is solving this problem for hundreds of recruitment agencies. And we want to share this message with you. Their academy program allows recruiters across the globe being coached in how to optimize their LinkedIn profile, creating daily habits for building out that unbelievable audience, that target audience, where they're producing their own valuable content that engages the right people and ultimately drives content into inbound sales conversations. As I mentioned, they're working with hundreds of recruitment agencies and there are over 300 recruiters every month enrolling on the academy which enables them to increase their knowledge in how to basically develop the best content and maximize the results from LinkedIn. And to be honest with you, the testimonies have been absolutely incredible. So by enrolling in the academy with just one single payment, you can train your entire business for 12 months, which is why I'm so excited to share this message with you, our listener. So if you're a traditional recruiter like me, and you're an owner of a business or you've got teams working for you who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates, then really you do need to listen to this message and get in touch. You might find that you are using LinkedIn, but perhaps just for sharing jobs on there and you struggle generally for um, original content ideas and ultimately the confidence to actually know what is going to be good content for driving that inbound business. So I would love you to speak to Hoxo Media. Drop me a DM either on the link on this message on this episode or send me a WhatsApp and I can give you more information on how your agency can benefit from joining this programme. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, I think coming out of COVID, it's, the, the, we, we had enough time to think about what we were doing and why we were doing it and, and what, the, what the need was in the market. And um, a couple of things that became evident to us was the importance of um, 
equality, diver diversity and inclusion. Um, it's the question we've been asked the most from our clients about what we're doing about it, um, about um, environmental issues, particularly from a candidate perspective, that became evident, even with the people that I hire about, you know, the guys on, um, that we've hired have, have mentioned in the interview processes about uh, responsible rewards and, and things like that. So because those conversations were, were happening, we decided to take them seriously. And there's a legal responsibility to EDI, and absolutely we should be completely up to speed with what is acceptable, what's necessary. But there's also a, uh, a social responsibility to get it right. And what COVID has done is it's allowed employers to to start the conversations about what flexibility looks like. And as soon as flexibility became a conversation, then it came about um, what opportunities there were for people who might historically have been missed in those conversations about hiring policies. Now, diversity is all about getting a uh, a mix of, of of talent within your business so that you can innovate and you can and you can come up with different ideas You're not hiring the same people who are just going to tackle the same problems in the same way and that innovation um, breeds growth and expansion and that's what our market we're at Ford Roll we're focused on digital transformation whether that's the big companies who are you know, retail trying to go online and doing it properly or fintech or high growth tech businesses digital trans transformation needs innovation and if we're having conversations around diversity, then that can only be a good thing from all points of view. So at the beginning of the year, we engaged with Mel Venner at Instinct, who has taken our whole business through a whole series of training sessions. Um, she's been deeply embedded in our business from a, a, a paperwork point of view, looking, making sure that we're, we're completely um, appro approaching everything from the right way helping us with the language and what that means is actually we've start to capture data at the relevant points so that we can draw insight and use that insight to what the candidate pools look like and the diverse backgrounds and, and capabilities so that we can better educate not just ourselves but also our clients so it it helps candidates obviously because more candidates have been considered for more jobs helps clients because they get to understand their their um, the talent pool better and gives them access to a more diverse workforce and it helps us obviously because it more deeply embeds our us with our relationships with our clients because we can start to talk to them about what type of people they're attracting and and, and over a period of time they build up a picture and i think you know you, a lot of this is about unconscious bias or blind spots. Well, you, you can't tackle those things unless you have the data. And unless the process of how you look at the market is deeply embedded in your DNA and the way you do things on a day-to-day -day basis, you're just not going to know that. Yeah. So it's one thing to say you're going through training to, to help with unconscious bias. That's the tiny, that's a plaster. It's We're talking about perfect. having this conversation with the whole team all day every day and it's not been driven by me or steve it's been driven by the whole business this is what the consultants want they're the questions that are coming into them and we are like again it's it's a holistic approach to what we're doing but it's actually just what we're doing and i can't stress enough you know i know there's a legal responsibility to make sure we're doing it right but there's a social justice 
part of this, making sure that we're doing it for the right reasons and then everybody benefits. Yeah, definitely. And actually, if you look at the demographic of sort of the people that you're hiring in, if they're of a, you know, they're younger people, this is really important to them. I think for if, we, if we're just thinking about our recruitment listeners, you know, what's important to you now? Is it your necessarily your bank balance or actually is it what you're doing for the community? Is it diversity and inclusion? Is it we're going to come on to climate change? You know, these are the things that actually matter to the next generation coming through. I'm the parent of two teenagers and, and these matters of social justice are so prominent to them. Um, so I think it, you, you mentioned that, you know, it isn't just about following the data. It's about having these conversations, real conversations and educating people. And, you know, yes, we have a, a legal obligation, don't we? That's our role as recruiters. We're here to consult, but actually it's, it's in talent short pools, which you're, you're all talent short pools. I'm in a talent short pool. We have to diversify. It's the only way you're ever going to get somebody in that seat. It's as simple as that. So it comes down to basic economics as well. There's a commercial yeah. impact if you're not diversifying. I think it's an obligation all around. We've just got to, it, it can't just be a conversation anymore. It, no. you know, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. It's just. Much, to I was going to say that. I was going to say that and I forgot <laughs> to say it. It just, it, you know, <laughs> if you're not passionate about it, then you can kind of pay, play, pay lip service to it. And we're just not going to do that. And I think what you said a second ago around, um, and I, I mentioned the environmental side of things. That's another thing which um, the two facts that I remember is 85% of Gen Z, Gen Z um, say they make um, environmental decisions. They make decisions based on environmental um, concerns and 50% of all applications will look at um, how a company responsibly rewards their staff mm-hmm. and they're like that you know these are two facts that are out there in the world and the green environmental aspect of things was um, another thing that that drove us to come up with a product that we genuinely think is the first in in the in the market and Steve has been instrumental in this in particular in coming up with a uh, a green talent solution where we talk to our clients and say that they can offset the carbon footprint of every every new employee for 12 months um, by connecting with us and we've we're we're working closely with a business called greenify who have done all the legwork the science they understand what that looks like um, and for a very small fee, a, a tiny uplift in what the overall fee would be, um, they get to greenify their their hiring process and what that looks like tangibly. Um, it's a certain amount of plastic removed. It's a trees planted. You know, literally done. Every, you know, they've done the science behind it. They've put together the the facts and the figures. They've they've worked out exactly what it looks like. We've put a figure on it together. Every single client that we have engaged with new this year so far have said, yes, they'd like to be involved with it because we all have these. um, There are CSR policies, uh, there's ESG policies that we're all, um, uh, you know, conscious of. It's starting again to be a topic of conversation. Mm -hmm. And and if you can go some way to to. helping your environmental um, footprint in the business through your, your hiring policy, then why won't you do it? And for us, it's, a, it's an absolute no-brainer. I was just about to say, it is an absolute no-brainer. And, you know, I, I'm so pleased that you've brought us on to Greenify and we'll obviously make sure that uh, that's a tag for this post because I think 
it's possibly the first I've heard of it in the recruitment sector. And given our audiences, global recruitment leaders and those aspiring to be so, we need to get involved because it's long been talked about in other sectors. I mean, I've got friends who are CSR specialists within construction and engineering, but in recruitment, it's never been talked about. And you're absolutely right. You, We need to do more as human beings to protect our climate. It's as simple as that. So I think you've been very innovative so given that our audience who's listening you know mainly uk i think it's about 60 percent uk and the rest is across usa and europe and pan asia what can these recruitment leaders do right now as they listen right now we want you to take action what can they do do they need to follow a link or what can they do just to have an impact well greenify talent is something that we've developed in partnership with greenify who are a global business who have all the right credentials across the world to make sure that they are partnering with all the other businesses all the other companies that are doing the different things so there's obviously there's one one organization who does the tree planting globally there's one organization that really focuses on um, plastic for example we've partnered with them to come up with a solution i think other businesses looking at this either work with us with greenified talent it's a that easy thing to do um or again for me start having the conversation but don't just have the conversation um internally i don't i i wouldn't like to think that a lot of recruitment businesses can go out there and create something from scratch themselves because we're we're in recruitment we're consultants and there are some amazing businesses out there like greenify who have already got the the track record and the heritage to do something like this it's partnering with the right businesses in the right way yeah I, you know, for us, um, it's something we're passionate about. Our clients are passionate about internally. All of our consultants are obviously selling this. They're having these discussions with our clients about this product. Um, it's great that we're a first adopter and we're out there straight away and we've made a, a really good connection with Greenify. Um, but yeah, for other people, you can go out there and you can transact and you can recruit and you can do your day-to-day -day stuff and you can you know you can place people in companies who need talent but i think everything we've talked about today is you can do so much more than that and i think that will embed your relationships much more with your clients if you can start having conversations with them about edni about environment their environmental impact and if you can support them with those things and they're just part of the um the conversation you're having on a day-to-day -day basis it's not, for them it's got to be a no-brainer all around for us, it's it's great, and for them, I think it's great. It is, and and you know, I, I interviewed um, at the start of twenty twenty one. I interviewed um, Neil Carberry, who's the chief executive of the REC, and one of the things we talked about was the professionalisation of the recruitment role, and said, you know, why are, why are lawyers seen as this, you know, high high level profession, but recruiters are still seen as this very transactional person. And what you've summarised in this podcast today is elevating any recruiter that's going to do more. We're not, and you know, we started the conversation with me saying about us being, you know, historically we've seen as job fillers. Those days are gone. And yeah. I love that you and Steve and everyone at Forward Roll, you're all pioneering this new age of recruiter. And this is now for me the benchmark of how we should be recruiting. Yes, it, we, we're still going to be taking on vacancies. We're still going to be finding talent and, you know, working with the best people. Yeah. That is still part and parcel of what we do but the role of recruiter now for me 
is the most privileged profession because we're taking people on a journey where we're looking at everything, their involvement, their human journey and their involvement in the environment and the climate, which we've all got a responsibility for. So I've, I've had goosebumps all the way through this and I knew it would be a really insightful and enjoyable podcast. And I'm sure that people will be wanting to connect to Greenify Talent because like you say, we're all time poor. I haven't got time to start doing research. So if you've already done this, we can just plug in get people working with them. I think we'll, um, we'll hopefully see a lot more people taking this seriously. So thank you so much for your shares today with our audience, Brian. And uh, it's no nice to see you and send my best to Steve. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, Alicia. Cheers.